0: The dream is over. The dream is over. Marquee signing that was out there for the fish is not to be made. Carlos Correa, stud, signs with the San Francisco Giants. More pain for the Marlins. We don't even know if they checked in. They probably did. But the bigger picture, the Marlins miss out on a marquee player that, that, that was affordable, perhaps, And then they continue with Miguel Rojas at shortstop for the time being. Immediate reaction to this, plus some wider topics I want to get into on today's Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked on Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast. I, of course, am your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter, of course, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Absolutely buzzing on Twitter right now. Marlins Twitter, insane. Actually, baseball Twitter, absolutely going wild. Love to see it. Tons of moves, tons of action apart from the Marlins. Hence why Marlins Twitter on fire, complaining about the lack of action. And that is where this podcast is going to go. If you are listening to the pod, firstly, welcome. It's the Wednesday episode. Appreciate you joining me in making Locked on Marlins your first listen of the day. Uh, hit subscribe, leave a review, why not? I saw there was loads of reviews on Spotify. Nice, nice. If you are wondering, yes, there is a YouTube channel, hit subscribe there too. Locked on Marlins YouTube channel. And yes, you will see my my tree is glistening. Everything's feeling festive in the Pratt household. The only thing was, last night, uh, UK time anyway, and probably US time for many of the East Coast guys, my son, my dear son, Theo, he woke up in the middle of the night crying, dad, I've been sick. So, oh my days, it's 3.30 in the morning. I've been sick in my bed. Oh, here we go. Happy days. There is nothing <laughs> more oh painful than a deep sleep wake up from your five-year-old having spewed up all over his bed. Oh man, anyway. After I finally get him settled, get him into bed with me now. Tara gone; she takes the spare room. You know, she she takes she takes the hit. Theo's in next to me. What do you do? Will you naturally look at Twitter? What do you see? Carlos Correa. I was the news dropped. Was it the Marlins? Have the Marlins done it? Have they gone away and made that move? And then they'll back that up with a, a Brian Reynolds trade. No, they haven't. The San Francisco Giants get a deal done. 13 years. 13 years for Carlos Correa, big, big contract, big, big payday, the biggest ever payday for a shortstop. Correa, he bet on himself. He went to Minnesota. The Twins were back in on him. Um, but in the end, the Giants, they get a deal done. Huge news. Were the Marlins ever in contention? The honest answer, no. No. That's point one. We'll come back to that one later. That's part one of the pain. The Marlins had a need that they absolutely could have addressed, and they decided not to. Don't know if the player would have wanted to come to Miami, so that's a side point, but the Marlins miss out on an opportunity to get better. Not good. The other thing, too, the Giants. Let's talk about them briefly. This is the other thing that brought me pain and what I've not yet seen from the Marlins. The Giants, they were in heavy on Aaron Judge, Arson Judge, as he's now known, the former giant, 20-minute giant, whatever he might have been, they were in on Judge. They had the money. They were happy to spend it to go and get the reigning MVP. In the end, Judge does a U-turn, decides to go back to the Yankees. No problem. The Giants, they couldn't get a deal done for Judge. What do they do? They go and get a deal done for Carlos Correa instead. What did the Padres do? Padres, they were in on Trey Turner. Could you get a deal done? No. Trey Turner, he wanted to be a Philly. Listen, every team has to do a sales job to these guys. It's not like there's only one bidder. There's not only one horse in the race. The Phils were selling on that one. The Padres were selling on it. Trey Turner wanted to go back to the East Coast. It is what it is. Padres, what did they do? They decided, we'll go and get Xander Bogarts instead. That's what I love about those clubs. It wasn't just... We have to get this player, and if we don't, well, we'll do nothing. So let me put this into Marlins' context of what we've seen thus far. It is the 14th of December. We're still not even in the new year. There is loads of time until opening day. So please bear with me, and let's not jump over the top in terms of where this roster is going to end. However, free agency, the big names are off the board. So, but from a Marlins' perspective, this is what I'm seeing is... They go in on Abreu, they go in on a stud, and he, what, he is a stud at the position. He was pretty much best player available at first base, Jose Abreu. He was. The Marlins were in on him, two years, 40 million, and they couldn't get a deal done. He ends up going to the World Series champs, who had a vacancy at first base. No problem. It is what it is. The Astros are selling on him. Other teams will be selling on him. The Marlins were selling on him. In the end, he chose another team. No problem. This is where things frustrate me for the Marlins. They had 20 million, give or take, sat there. They were like, we're willing to commit this to a player that changes our ball club for the next two years. What's happened since? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. We checked in on everyone. Checked in on everyone. Everyone that signed, all we've heard is Marlon has checked in on. We had some interest. Of course, we have to have interest in everyone because the current roster is fundamentally replaceable. The whole roster offensively anyway, apart from Jazz, apart from Jazz, everyone else literally is replaceable. So they should, literally, if there's a player available, they should be looking at them, and they, and they deserve to be. The Marlins, just they sat there. So let me play this back. This is my thought process here. This is what I liked about the Padres, the Giants. They got beat out, but they didn't just sit there and go, hey, well, we lost out on Aaron Judge, and we lost out on Trey Turner. They went and got another stud instead. Made their ball club better. And for the Giants, they absolutely went a different position. They went full different position. It wasn't like, hey, we need an outfielder. And it has to be an outfielder. No. We're going to go and get Carlos Correa because he's going to make us better. Carlos Correa has just signed a deal. Average annual value, if that, if that's indeed what you look at. $27 million. $27 million, Okay, it's for 13 years. It's a long contract. I get that. I guess in the the, the accountancy world the financial world, this is a capital expenditure for the Giants. They are phasing the value of the contract over multiple years um, to flatten out the spend. He's not going to be worth $27 million when he's 40. I get the point. He won't be. I mean, maybe he will be. The way the contracts and inflation will rise, maybe he will do. But anyway, the point is the Marlins had $20 million sat there. They were willing to pull the trigger on for Jose Abreu. In reality, their need for Carlos Correa and the shortstop position was greater than at first base. And they could have added in seven more million, seven and a half million per annum, yes. And for longer, yes. To go and get a franchise organizational altering player. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. Uh, Carlos Correa may not have wanted to come to the Marlins. That's fine. But let's think about this. It would have taken an extra seven mil to go and get a stud, stud shortstop, the best shortstop in the class, in my opinion. He was the one that I wanted most, and I think a lot of clubs wanted most. He got paid the most. That probably, that probably is, is, is is fair. Trey Turner next. Or was it Bogart? I don't even know. Those two guys. Swanson's still there. Problem is with Swanson, he yes, has been nice defensively, but let's be totally honest with Swanson. He's had a career year. He's just had a career year, and we know what happens with those guys that sign deals. Like, Swanson is not at the level, in my opinion, of Carlos Correa, the Bogarts, or Trey Turner. He's, he's, you know, 1B, let's call it. If the other guys are sat there in 1A spot, 1B. Still a top player, clearly, but I don't think quite at that level. Very intrigued to see where he goes. I mean, there's there's tons of teams still out there that need shortstops, and that's where I'm going to talk about Uh, after the first ad because it's not just for this year this is hurting the marlins we got to look ahead but if you are looking ahead and thinking about home security then you should be thinking about simply safe and as locked on listeners we believe home should be we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest. I botched the start of that. I am apologize, especially over the holidays. I'm getting hot under the collar here with Carlos Correa. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system. Simply Safe, and right now, Simply Safe is offering locked-on listeners 40% off any new security system. Don't put it off. And here's why I love it. I've talked about it many times, guys. It is that 24-7 professional monitoring service. But first off, what is Simply Safe? It's a whole home security system with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you when only the threat is real, not just your dog walking up and down, even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Those 24-7 professional monitoring agents I mentioned, yep, less than one buck a day one less than one bug insane value for 24/7 monitoring agents and have they got an app Pete yes they have ding 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 simply safe app stay in complete control of your system arm or disarm unlock for a guest access your cameras or adjust system settings anytime anywhere sensational app don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system 40 percent off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB that's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB there's no safe like simply safe I felt like I got better as that ad went on anyway let's keep the show rolling I need to keep the momentum going here Shortstop, bigger picture for the Marlins Miguel Rojas final year of the deal Miguel Rojas below average stick Marlins offense below average yes the glove is fine. Miguel Rojas, at this point in his career, utility guy. He's been a big part of the rebuild. Four of the five years, well, four of the full years, all four of them, 90-plus losses. 90-plus losses, and Miguel Rojas, a huge part in that. What does that say? We can upgrade. We need to upgrade. We need to change this organization rapidly. The pitching is ready. You have to spend. If you trade... You will trade from your pitching, and your pitching will drop off. Next thing is, pitching no good. Offense medium, because you're still not operating at the tier. Bruce Sherman, I know you listened to this pod, and Kim Ang, I know you listened to it as well. You have to spend. You missed a huge opportunity with Carlos Correa. You had $20 million on the table for Jose Abreu. You could have put another $7 million in per annum and got an even better player. Why didn't you do it? Here's the problem as well. Next year... When you look ahead, let's say Miggy Rowe starts at shortstop this year and he has the same kind of year as he did or even better. Let's say he has a little bit of a better offensive year. Still not great. Here's the problem. What are you doing at shortstop in the future? What does the future look like at shortstop for the Marlins? It doesn't look good. It doesn't. They've they've brought in some guys and maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe we should hold, hold judgment until we get a good look at Jordan Groshen's Javier Edwards, a couple of other guys coming down the chute, you know, Salas, etc. Maybe I'm being unfair, and maybe I am. But my gut is telling me the Marlins don't have a blue-chip dude at shortstop. Miguel Rojas, at the end of his deal, maybe he'll stay on, maybe he won't. The reality is they need an upgrade. This free agent class, there was four of them. Four studs available. Dansby Swanson still available. So maybe, maybe the Marlins will shock me and they will go and get Dansby Swanson. And if they end up paying more than Carlos Correa, I mean, that would just sum it all up. But anyway, who might I to judge? So there's four guys available now. What does next year's class look like? Okay. So the Marlins don't really have anyone in the system that will be able to step into shortstop. Yes, I know, I can already hear you going, hey, what about Jazz Chisholm, what does the future hold? Good question, put a pin in it. Let's let's just consider Jazz is gonna stay at second base. The Marlins, they don't have an internal option right now that looks obvious to step up and be an offensive and defensive threat at shortstop in 2023 or 2024. Here's the problem in free agency, and I know the Marlins don't typically spend, but if they do decide to spend next year, you missed the chance. The chance was now. The free agent class next year is turgid. The only dude you know you've got Tim Anderson that's got a club option. If Tim Anderson's anyway half good this year, that, that option's gonna be exercised. So Tim Anderson won't make it. You've then got Manny Machado potentially op- opting out of his five remaining, six remaining years in San Diego. If he does that, he's gonna look to, you know, bump up his pay. He loves it in San Diego. Again, the sale. The internal sell to Machado is going to be tough. But maybe Manny Machado is available for the Marlins next year. I think Machado's, was he, 31 next year? I don't know. So maybe there's one guy available. This is this, this offseason, when the Marlins have the rotation ready to rock and roll, yes, okay, maybe they need some more pieces than just one guy. I get that. That's, that is a fair assessment. But they need a shortstop, and they need one for the next five to ten years, to be honest. Four of them available right now. The Marlins are missing the opportunity because they're deciding not to spend. But they were going to spend. They were going to spend on Abreu. They were going to spend. And they decided not to in the position that they needed most. And it's going to be so hard to address. We're going to be having the same conversations that we've had about centre field for the last two seasons about shortstop for the next five. Because... Where are you going to get the stud shortstop? Where's everyone getting them right now? You get one or two coming through the system. The Marlins don't have any of them. All free agency. And they're not going to spend, clearly. Or at least, that seems to be the the way things are at right now. I'm absolutely furious that the Marlins and this organization is sitting there with this crown jewel of pitching and not supplementing it with the players it needs to. Here's what else makes me... Even wilder. This, this killed me. This is why, like, Carlos Correa's number, it, it was it was almost like a jab at the Marlins. I think it's it's exactly 27 million average annual value or maybe even slightly below that. It's exactly the same number that Jorge Soler and Avisel Garcia are earning in 2023. Boy, oh boy. That just sums it all up. The Marlins are, are plowing in. Yes, we spent... But this is the problem. If you try to, I guess, what's the right word? Why not, I'm getting so hot under the collar here. If you try to mi- mitigate your risk, spread your risk into multiple players and your budget into multiple guys, you end up getting two mediocre dudes. You end up getting Soler and Avi Garcia. They're not, they're not elite guys for $27 million per annum. Carlos Correa for twenty-seven million. Plug him in there and let him absolutely light it up for the next seven to eight years. And okay, there might be a few duds at the back end. Who knows? Who knows how things play out? Who knows? It's infuriating. Time to let you know about our good friends over a bet online, though. <laughs> and if I was a betting man, I would have said uh, I, I would not. I, I would say, have had the Giants, um, you know, getting Carlos Correa. You no, know, the Twins made a big push felt like the Yankees would have been a great fit too. Anyway, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season, basketball, and the World Cup. It is the semi-final second game uh, going on this evening. Morocco versus France. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, going to round up. Round up. Here's what we've seen. The Marlins missed out on Correa. Correa was a perfect fit. Point one. Could they have paid Correa 27 million? Yes, they could. They already showed us. They've already they've already tipped their hand. They were happy to pay 20 million for Abreu. They could have paid the money. They had the money. They decided not to. Shortstop in the organization right now. A problem. Miguel Rojas fading. Not not really much in the system. What about Jazz Chisholm? Good question. For Jazz Chisholm, he wants to play shortstop. And to be honest with you, I can see that happening now. If indeed, you know, that that maybe is the plan. And that's why the Marlins aren't looking to attack shortstop right now. Maybe the plan is for Jazz to reclaim that shortstop position that you know I know he wants it. I can tell the way he speaks about it and the way he announced that he was playing shortstop for Great Britain. Jazz wants to play that spot. That's his spot. That's where your stud goes. Second base, like, okay. It's okay. And listen, Jazz has a huge value there too. But Jazz wants to be the shortstop for the Marlins. He does. So maybe that is the plan. However, still need to think about second base then. You still got to try and replace Jazz. What's happening in free agency in 2023 for second baseman? Nothing. Absolutely terrible. They're absolutely terrible. So, the Marlins need to make a move. They've got no one at the major league level right now. No one at the minor league level, and there was four studs available. They had the money, they decided not to do it. What are they doing? What are the Marlins doing? Completely frustrating. I've no idea what's going to happen the rest of this offseason. I've none. No idea. This Justin Turner thing. Where's Justin Turner going? To go? He's going to go back to the Dodgers, right? Turner end up going back to the Dodgers. Where are the Marlins going to go to here? Maybe they'll go and get a center fielder. Like I said yesterday, Ramon Laureano is just sitting there. He's cheap in terms of prospect capital. Just go and get Laureano, plug him in, and then see what you can do. But frankly, the way the Marlins have approached, and maybe this is unfair. This is unsourced. I don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. I have no idea. But the assumption is that they're not willing to give out 300 million contracts. And maybe... That's the right approach. Maybe the market doesn't support it. But come on, you can't give me that. I'm not having it. I'm not. Because the Marlins, they get tons of money from just playing in, you know, from the TV rights, the national rights. They get a ton of dough that they pretty much do nothing for. And they're never on national TV. They get a ton of money from all the other clubs The revenue sharing, tons of it. They get tons of revenue and they're not spending it like they should be. It's not that they can't afford to do it because they can. They're deciding not to. Bruce Sherman and his gang, they're lining their pockets, it seems. They are looking at this in terms of a profitable business, and they don't really care what happens. They're just maybe throwing the towel in and going, hey, we can't compete with these guys. We can't compete with the Mets, the Phils, and the Braves. The rotation's competing. It's as good as them. It's as good as any of them. It's as good as any rotation in Major League Baseball. Give us the offense to give us a chance. Spend some dough. What's going on? Anyway, it's going to wrap us up for Locked On Marlins today. I need to go and have a lie down. Thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listener today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Let me know what your thoughts. How do you feel about Correa? Could the Marlins still make a push for Swanson? Am Am I undervaluing some of the guys in the system? Am I undervaluing? I'm not undervaluing Jazz Chisholm. I just... I'm just not convinced that... Well, they still have a hole. They still have a hole to fill if they move Jazz to shortstop. And it's going to be hard to address it in free agency next year. This is the point. You look one year ahead, there's nothing there. It's barren. Which is maybe why these guys are getting absolutely monster deals now because they know down the pipe it's maybe Manny Machado at best. And beyond that, not much else. Miguel Rojas is probably licking his chops thinking, hey, there's a five-year, 100 million deal here for me, maybe. Anyway, guys... Join me again tomorrow. We're going to carry on. Hopefully, this is Marlins news. They have yet still to make any meaningful moves in free agency, any meaningful trades. It's time, baby. It's time. Drop the bomb. I'll see you tomorrow.